In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As many of you are aware, the Hart Johnsons and the Milliners have just returned. At least our bodies have, or maybe have not totally, and our souls are still somewhere in between for most of the merry month of May in the UK, leading a Wheaton College program called the Arts in London, with a few days sojourn in Wales for good measure. For two families, each with children of their own to be responsible for 22 students, 20 of whom were young women, wherever they were and whatever they were doing 24-7 for 24 days is not what most of us would call a vacation. <laughs> Apart from making sure that the doors of the churches, St. Paul's and the Abbey, and the great cultural institutions, the National Theatre, the National Gallery, the Royal Opera House, the Royal Festival Hall, and so on, were open and with a place made ready for each of them, there were other logistical necessities. An army marches on its stomach, it is said, and when a group is walking between 15 and 20,000 steps a day, not just on the verdant vernal pathways of Wales, but pounding the pavement and negotiating the infernal internal labyrinth of London above and underground, many calories are expended, and many calories must be consumed somewhere. You don't march a group of 30 into the Pizza Express on Charing Cross at noon on a weekday and express an expectation of immediate service. You, Carolyn that is, must plan ahead. <laughs> Food, the bread of life, and our need of it, repeatedly and regularly to keep us going is the subtext today. Even a skipped meal, we learned, will quickly impact our ability to attend to what we are doing. And what we do, our daily work, has one goal, to provide our daily bread. Food takes work, but God has said, although you must eat seven days out of seven, you must only work six days out of seven. The Sabbath day must be kept holy. The mandate comes from the Lord's own work in the book Genesis, six days for creation and one, the Sabbath, to look at it all and pronounce it good. We are to do the same. We work diligently to put food on the table and carry our petitions in prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Please, Lord, get us through another day. But the seventh day, wherever we are, we step back and say thanks. Whatever we have, whatever we lack, we stop, we rest, and we say thanks. So today's texts, centering on work, food, rest, and our dependence on God to provide, even as we get wrapped up in our own efforts. God says on the Sabbath rest, but there are exceptions, and they start long before Jesus creates a few loopholes of his own. One of these is serving up to God on the Sabbath, a ritual meal of real bread. And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? he and those who were with him. The story begins before 1 Samuel. It begins at the beginning in the book Exodus 25. There we're given a description of how the tabernacle and the temple are to be laid out, how the holy places are to be disposed and furnished. Among the furnishings is a small table of acacia wood for bread. 
In Leviticus 24, we're given a recipe for that bread. It's to be baked and served on the Sabbath day. Twelve loaves hot from the oven set out alongside the altar of incense and the golden lampstand in the holy place. It's set out for God. Now, God does not actually consume it, but it's offered to him every week. It sits there for a week until the following Sabbath, when it is quietly taken away, consumed by the sons of Aaron, the priests, and its place taken by another twelve loaves that have been baked and set out on the Sabbath day. So this is the backstory of Jesus' actions today. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? So Jesus evokes, invokes rather the precedent to which he refers. First Samuel 21, in which David comes to Ahimelech, the priest, and commandeers that very same bread that has been set out on the acacia table for himself and his hungry men at arms. And now it is the Lord himself who seeks to emulate, if you please, David, who is the man after the Lord's own heart, whatever difficulties David sometimes has in managing his hunger as it expresses itself in different forms. Now it is the Lord himself who seeks to, seeks to share his heart. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart. It's a matter of the heart then, hardened or sensitive to the imprint of God. The law was never meant to harden the heart, to set God against his people or they against him, but that it succeeds in doing so again and again is very much the message of the gospel. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the, knowledge, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, the apostle says. But that light is not shining in the hearts of those who gather to challenge Jesus on that day. And the apostle Paul continues, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us, to show that we depend upon God for everything, as often as it seems for all the world that everything depends upon us. And God can be depended upon to meet all our needs, but he meets them only for one moment at a time. The bread of life must be eaten fresh in faith, when hoarded like manna in the wilderness, it rots and spoils. We build bigger barns, close our borders in the vain hope that we can sustain ourselves without one another, without God. But self-protection is not a kingdom strategy. It mocks the providence of God and trashes his promises. Our collect, which sets these ruminations in the context of prayer or should, reminds us that we live by prayer. Mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without you, grant us the help of your grace, that in the keeping of your commandments we may please you both in will and deed.
Whether prayer comes through provenient grace or grace comes through prayer, both come through for us. And the petition of our need, our confession of our dependence upon God for everything, unlocks the strength to do what otherwise we could never do, to get what we will never deserve. As long as we are haunted and harassed by any hint of restless entitlement, the notion that we deserve more, always more, we will never serve him, but only ourselves. But if we can but see that everything we have was given as his gift, we have no basis for acting preemptively out of fear that God's gift might be taken away. We hold that gift firmly but lightly with open, harm, open hands as we received it, lightly enough to put it down, to put to rest our striving for more, if only for one day out of seven. That's our act of trust, our vote of confidence that God will provide, lightly enough to see it go to someone else who needs it more, at our hands, from our hands, if God puts that in our heart. Even the animals, the brute creation, we are reminded, are to have a Sabbath rest. Their service of us makes sense only in the context of our service to the God who made them, as well as us, and made them for his own delight and not just for our use. Grant us the help of your grace, that in the keeping of your commandments we may please you both in will and deed. We serve not as the slaves we once were, not even as the servants we have not quite become, but as friends, the status to which Jesus called us, for which he gave his life, which we are now if we but knew it, if we could but receive that gift, that calling, that in spite of everything, he calls us his friends, and so we are. This Sabbath, let us go out into this beautiful world and receive creations singing of God's praise. Let us open our hearts through God's word and through his acts in this world to the promises that God has made that he will meet our every need. And let us remember that surely a little more gratitude would never be out of place, not just on the Sabbath, but every day. Amen.